My name is Olivia Francis. I'm a multi-award winning artist and songwriter living in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to What's Your Birthday and What Does It Mean? Sisters Jerry Isaacs and Donna Bernard, co-moderators of the popular Clubhouse Room, explore life's dynamics from their unique point of view based on the day you are born. Sponsored by NashvilleGuitarGuru.com and DearWiseWomen.com. Always fun, never disappoints. It's always in the cards. Hello, everyone. It's Jerry Isaacs with DearWiseWomen.com. We're here on 360 Network for Women. I'm here with my sister, Donna Bernard. Hi, Donna. Hey, Jerry. Donna, hey, is for horses. That's what mommy always said. That's true. But who are we talking about tonight? Because we know that she loved horses. She did love her horses. And I think most people could guess, but maybe, you know, they're going to be listening at a different time. But today was the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. It it was some uh, funeral. I guess the past 10 days honoring the queen yeah. as she passed. It's the pageantry and the just, it amazed me watching it because there was no fighting. There was no yelling. Everyone was quiet and somber and everyone just, it was like a collective hug around the country. You know what I mean? I, I do. So what lessons do you think we can learn from the queen on how she lived her life and how she exited her life? But we well, always start with the same. What are her cards? Because here at Dear Wise Women, Jerry and I, we look at people from our unique point of view based on the day they were born, such their personality traits. And, you know, we also love the relationship dynamics to look at uh, the queen and and her beloved. And also, Jerry, because we've been talking about the royal quandary, the royal family for over a year and a half now. Well, let me stop for a second. The reason that we called it the royal quandary, just if anyone is confused, it's because we started talking about it when Harry and Meghan left the royals when they left and came to the United States. So there was a little bit of a dilemma. And I decided we should use find a better word and decided it was the royal quandary. Um, so that's why it's a continuing thing. But this is not as much of a quandary right now. Um, but I think I think that um, King Charles will have lots of quandaries coming up. Oh, my goodness. He's he's stepping in shoes that um, that are going to be tough to fill. Even as a man walking in her heels, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry, I know, but you know, it's that's so our funny. humor. But yeah, I, I know. But so let's we'll we'll quickly do her cards because her cards really are meaningful. Because I in, at other times we've done everyone's cards, and we rarely talked about her. I don't really know why. Maybe once, twice, but her main card is a King of Clubs. Yes, you really know, Jerry, we, we did talk about that because you are a king of clubs. <laughs> and and I think we talked about it on the, the 360 Talk radio and recording. But We probably talked about it in the last show. <laughs> when we <laughs> talked about it probably when we talked about Diana, maybe. We but, did. Um, 
Yeah. So she's that king of clubs, which is that uh, mental competence. And, you know, she, she was royal. She had a royal card and she was royalty. And then she had the four diamonds. But, but Jerry, as her king of clubs, she could learn anything. Right, she had right. the power to absorb and to learn. And when she stepped in that role at 25, she needed to really understand all the prime ministers, the, the countries, the personalities. It, it was something the, that she had to step into. And she had the ability to learn anything and really understand it from But the deep best knowledge. part is that she didn't have to ever give her opinion on anything. Well, that's a fine art. I don't know be, how she did that. Terry. She had to be nice, welcoming, and she made the country feel good. I mean, that was really the thing that I got most from when they were uh, talking to people who were queuing, which is a new thing in my mind. Um, that's what the the British call when everyone's standing online. They love to queue. And I mean, it was miles long. I don't think I would ever step on a line that would be, you know, 14 hours, you know, to pass by someone's coffin as much as I, but you know what? It was almost like a big, it wasn't a party, but it, it was an atmosphere of love and, and, and respect. And people were it like, was, it's the least we could do. She's been our queen for, for all these years. Yeah. And, and it was probably when you're, on a queue like that, you're with people who share, you know, your your feelings. You're they can you can relate to each other, so you stand in community with like-minded people. But you know what? I think almost all of England was there. And they said that that the broadcast of her funeral to I guess today was estimated to be the largest broadcast ever watched by the most watched ever. And I have to wait to see if it's if that held true, but I mean, okay. So Jerry, she's a king of so she's the king of clubs, and we we look at several cards. We're unique. We've been studying this, or you've been studying this for a long time. What are her other cards? So she's got the four diamonds, which is funny because I always say, well, the four diamonds, no one just hands them anything. You know, they have to work for it, and she was handed. She was handed a whole country to to and the Commonwealth, but. You know, she wasn't prepared. You know, she was. It wasn't what her what she thought she'd be doing at that you know young age, and it was. She had to work very hard to, you know, I'm sure, to be who she was. It's a fine art to be able to to know everyone. They they say she remembered everyone. She remembered people's faces, and everyone had the best stories about her. So, Jerry, it's also interesting that both of us share the four diamonds. That's right. And I can relate to that aspect of the four diamonds because in my career, I've met, well, not as many people as the queen, but I've met so many people and I always remember I remember what we talk about and who they are. I, I can't remember what I ate yesterday, but I remember many people that I've met. And the I'm so bad. I'm going, I go, who is that? I know I'm supposed to know that. Who is that? <laughs> well, it's funny. So she had that gift. Right. But then the best is she's got a four of hearts. So that's Ooh. that loving mother card. So she she really was able to love her family, love her country, and 
all of the things like her her corgis and her horses and you know she had a lot of things that she really enjoyed doing and really loved i mean horse racing and and it's just i you know i think i learned more about the queen this past you know 10 days than i than i ever knew and i have a lot of respect for her and you know who she reminds me of i'm can imagine. I was going to say our mother. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was like, I was because her trademark is her smile. That was mommy. Our mother's trademark is right. her beautiful and she, smile. And she's always got pearls on. Now, maybe that's that, not mommy's always, but you know what I mean? Like pearls, always like a Mac, you know, perfectly dressed. And the you know, handbag. That handbag on that and that hat. And she was very colorful. I mean, she really, she she was a great like person to to write. You know, just so many funny stories that I heard, and I'm sure everyone heard them. And you know, to be that revered for, and that loved over all the tumultuous times. I mean, it's not like it was an easy, you know, seventy years. I mean, there were wars and there were things going on, and what she she. Uh, 14 prime ministers she had a, she got the 14th one in two days before she died well and, I, I did hear so Winston Churchill was the first yeah and she I think they said well because people know what Charles thinks that's going to be his Achilles heel that right. she, she probably was relieved that Boris Johnson said farewell but she <laughs> lived to uh to bring in what um you're Liz, good at this. Liz, Liz Truss? Yes. Truss? Is that what it is? The new prime minister. Yeah. So it's like the queen, we probably won't have another queen for in our We're lifetime. We're not going to have another queen in our lifetime because there's there's um, King Charles and then there would be King William. And then after William, there's King, his oldest son is what is George and... Well, Right. I, I bet. Well, maybe it will be the the little girl, Charlotte. Charlotte, Becky. but that but the 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 boys go first. Oh, so we the oldest. Louis and, no, Louis, the oldest. Is Louis the older is Louis the older one, or George? George. Yeah. So he it would be him. I mean, chances but, but are they're not all going to get to be kings and queen. You know, they're not all going to be queen kings. However, she made sure that there is a female prime minister again upon her exit. Yeah, I don't think she made sure of it, but she at least welcomed her. That's right, because she doesn't get involved in she politics. She doesn't get involved. And and that's, you know, what, what strikes me as interesting is that as a country, we escaped England because we didn't like the monarchy. We didn't want to be ruled by a, a king or a queen. Well, so we have a two-party system that is corrupt and we can't figure out how to fix it. You know what I mean? It's like what I what I got from watching them was that all these people really, really loved her. And she was able to be their queen and stay out of politics completely. Well, at the time of the Revolutionary War, we we didn't it was like no taxes without representation because well i watched the i know i was gonna say give us a history lesson but let's talk about washington dc where the license plate says no taxation without representation i think and they are not and they are taxed without representation 
it, there's a lot of irony in it. You know, when we learned in school that the the they brought in the Hessians to fight with them, they were the Germans. They brought in German soldiers. Who did? England. Really? Because don't you remember the Hessians helped? And I was like, I didn't really. well, I guess I watched that movie on. <laughs> I did a little. I missed, that, I missed that. that report. But anyway, so. So anyway, so she's got those great cards. And then then Philip, like we just I just it's so funny because his first cards are seven of diamonds, which is a unique personality. And I, you know, I don't know much about him other than the fact that he had to be a very special man to be married to a queen and and to be with her. her, I mean, the whole to do it really well and do it really well. Knowing that, you know, she was his queen. Isn't that great? Wouldn't you love to be the queen of your, like, for your husband to go, you're my queen. Um, <laughs> I am the it. queen he, of my castle. He says it, but I don't think he, I think it's a little, you know, tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, <laughs> true. But then he has a five of spades, which is a, like the wanderer card. So, which, you know, they've, he had to travel a lot and he was what, in the Royal Air Force. I know he was in, he served. I mean, he, the five of, of spades makes sense. But then he had a king of hearts. So he, the two of them are the only people who had real, like, king Love. hearts. Yeah. And, and, you know, and his job was to take care of the family. Right. So he was the loving father card. So And he, he was the loving father. Yep. And, you know, so now they're together. And, you know, may she rest in peace, but, you know, may we learn from her and learn from England what they just showed us, what they showed Americans like over the past 10 days compared to what we showed the world on January 6th. Right. I mean, you know, this is just crazy. You know, we escaped because we didn't want a monarch. So we have a bedlam in in the government and scary you know i i think though and losing our rights sorry we well i i think that that it wasn't so rosy at the time of the monarch in in the in the no and that's that's to her credit that's why she was such a great queen yeah because because she basically said if you want to leave the commonwealth you you may Right, she didn't. She she's like we're they not were always going there. To, yeah, right. they, would, they would say, you know, and and she also pledged herself. You know, in the beginning, you heard her say, you know, I I pledge to you my service, and I will, you know, I give you, you know, so I'm going to serve my life, you know, being being the queen. I mean, she really dedicated herself in a way that, you know, for a young lady was really quite spectacular and she had an amazing life. She did. She did. And and I think what I love when you know some someone who's had this this career or this this journey in their life and you you know what they maybe you don't know what they think about things because they hold it back but we could talk about everything she loved. She we know she loved her family, her children, her grandchildren. She loved her horses. She loved her corgis. Yeah. She loved um, 
Scotland. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. She she wanted to be in. She wanted to die in Scotland. She was there a lot because that's where she wanted to be. Right. And it, it's interesting because you know so little about her, but you know what she loved. And right. I think that's that's also an art that you can pass down and and always be known for having a smile and maybe not always sharing what you think where I, I would find that a big challenge. <laughs> well, it would be, yeah, it would be a big challenge. But there were so many funny things. I think it was Teresa May who was the funniest who said like a piece of cheese or something like fell on the floor like they were passing something and she bent down to get it. And I think she put it back up. I think that's what I how the story went. Rule. And like, it was at a big fancy dinner and she looked up and she, yeah, the 10 second rule. And she looked up and she saw the Queens watching her and smiling at her. And she was like, really like mortified. <laughs> like, Oh boy, I'm, I'm caught with a uh, caught with that. But in any event, I think that, um, we can give her a good send off. And I don't know. I Yeah, I think that is there anything else that you that struck you besides the magnificent. Well, I, I think I think that we've talked the, much, you know, a lot about Harry and William. And I'm really glad to see that that they came together. Yeah, don't be so don't be so quick to say that. Well, at least they did that, you know. Sometimes the, it's the first step, whether it didn't go as yeah, well but, as they thought. But you know, you know I, what? He wasn't wearing, like, the first day he was wearing, like, what they call the morning coat. Then the second day, or whatever, whichever, that he was wearing his full military thing. But then today he wasn't again. Like, I don't know what's up with that. You know, it's sort of like, wear it, don't wear it, wear it, don't wear it. You know? Well, this is where Charles has to not be petty. And they just have to... He has to settle the ship because this country, we love Harry and we, we, I love Megan and respect her. Oh, I'm watching Suits, by the way. Oh, she's fabulous. And I I think it's not an easy thing. Maybe I'll be my love Megan after a while. Megan, well, I I think, (laughs) I think it's not a lot of people talk about it's not easy to join a family. I can't even imagine what it's like to join the royal family as a, as, as an American, as an American, no matter how much you think you could do it. So I give Megan a lot of credit. And I think that for Charles to evolve into a beloved King from his other, you know, I think he's going to have to put his sword down and tell everyone to knock it off and walk together. And Kate has to look at, Kate has to look at Megan. This is like being back in second grade. Megan, you have to look at Kate. Kate, you have to look at Megan. You have to say hello to this one. And you know what? Maybe as people start doing it, eventually it'll become real. Just, I hope I hope so. But I, I was amused when they talked about how much Kate was loved because she's the one that I think is fabulous. But you know what? She was born into a beautiful body. I mean, look <laughs> she at was cool. Like who could look like that? Who well, she, she was looks like and, that too? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Can I go play someplace so they can stretch me like <laughs> five more inches? <laughs> I mean, that's all I need. If I was like five inches taller, or six inches taller, I too could be a size two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works like that, Donna. But you know, 
maybe we're on to something new. Yeah, we'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> but I think at this point, let's um, let's take a break and we'll be back. back, Donna. You know, I've been thinking a lot. I guess watching the funeral made me really think about our own country and what's going on here. And I th- I don't know the countdown. I think it may be 49 days till midterm elections. It's getting very, very close. And I think there's, we, we wanted to talk about our government and I think we should continue that conversation. What do you oh, think? I, I absolutely agree. And, and it's important because when we were looking at the government in prior um, episodes, from our point of view, based on the day they are born and their cards, we we were able to look at them and with a different point of view and really understand who is running to be to represent us in Congress, in the government. And my God, we're a country in turmoil. It's it's almost beyond belief, you know. I, I wanted to take a look at the cards because, you know, we, we that's, that's what we do, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I want to start with, with Mr. Trump because he is a three of diamonds, which is interesting. That's the men, that's the creative financially creative card, right? Yes. And- who, who will do anything to make money because they're afraid to not have it. Well, they could be warriors or warriors. That's true, right? But then he's got an ace of spades, which is Ooh. secret ambition. And that's a person like, you know, he could be a great person, but he could be a very secretive, secret ambition and and not be telling the truth. So I, I think that's really where he went to the dark side. And then he has a nine of clubs, which has some sexual aspects to a nine of clubs, which we never really talk about. But when it comes to Mr. Trump, it seems like it's very, uh, you know, appropriate. It's well, the Playboy. True. It's the Playboy card. Well, I, I should say I'm married to a nine of clubs. I know, but you know, but I not, will say he th- does think he's a Playboy. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, it's a good look. But only, only with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. But I, I had to say that because. You know, we we talk we haven't talked on on our show yet about Bernie, um, because I was a very big Bernie Sanders person. 
Um, now he's a three of diamonds and an ace of spades too. And that just made it's it made me like stop and go, what the how could they possibly be the same cards? But it just shows you how different two people with the same cards could be. But, you know, like I always say, how it manifests in a high way or a low way. You know, Bernie has has ambitions, but he he was he was at the top of his cards where I believe Trump was at the bottom. But I found the secret sauce that makes it different because Ooh. Bernie, his third card is a jack of hearts. I, you know what? I was going to say he must have a heart. He has a heart. He's got that the sacrifice, that youthful, right? Jack youthful. of hearts, and he's he, and he's the oldest of all of them. That's and, that's really you know because I know when we discovered they were the same cards, we we weren't going deeper into third and fourth cards. That's right. And and we were wow, it's three of diamonds, financially creative, and that secret or secret ambition. Right. And Jack of Hearts, which is like the the sacrifice for, like he's going to sacrifice for the country, just like like um like um William's third card. That's you know, right. You know where Prince he has William. that Jack of Hearts, right? You know, so he's he's going to be he's there for the for the country. Like I just that blew me away. I just found I just I never. I th- well, I think that I do think that's interesting. Um, you know, but then let's talk about our. Our current president, you know, and when I say Mr. President, I mean Joe Biden, mm-hmm. King of Hearts. Like, of course, he's a King of Hearts. He's he's like the father of our country. Like, he has it. <clears throat> like it freaks me out when I like that he is the King of Hearts. That that fatherly, compassionate, love type of person. But then he's got more cards because he's a Scorpio, so he's got a four of clubs. Which is really wow. creative. Okay. Think about well, this, all the decisions and different things he has to do, right? Yeah. Then he also has a four of spades, and that's that sturdy, sta- stable card. And to top it off, he's got a two of hearts. And he's got his, he's married to his second wife, really, his love, you know, and I'm sure he's been a great husband. And, it, uh, you know, it gives him a, he's got two hearts. So much compassion, so much love for his family, and I think he really considers the United States his family right now. Oh, uh, you know, and I have to tell you, um, because I was talking with my daughter Jessica the other day, and you know, she she is more Republican thinking, or she thought, and she said to me, you know. It's the people she she had met someone who was a strong Trump Republican Q person in her town or wish wherever she was. And he scared the daylights out of her. And she said, I I think it's the people that are his the the, these people subjects, (laughs) whatever they are. She goes, I I can't believe that I was actually this close to one. And she said, but. What you know? Look at what Joe Biden did. Like, when does the man rest? Because she's quite happy that student loans were were uh, the forgiveness for ten thousand dollars. And they said yes. And the Republicans want he wanted it to be twenty, but the Republicans didn't want it, and they negotiated to ten thousand. 
But at least the that students that tried so hard and, you know, their teachers, they can't pay back their student loans, but at least that he got $10,000 for them. She goes, I, and she's thrilled. And she goes, yeah, the gas prices, like they came down. They're, they're $3.50 now. And you know what? Here it's $3. I've gotten under $3. And then, and then she was like, and, you know, we, we're in, Jessica shares my love of railroads and the trains. Mm-hmm. And we avoided a very big um, train, uh, train strike. Well, then and, you should love Joe Biden because he's the man of the railroad. He's the real man. <laughs> And and he negotiated with the unions That's right. to 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 avoid a strike that would have cost us billions of dollars a day. So she's like, and he's at the Queen's funeral. She's like, when does this man rest? And I said, well, he's got a lot of work to do. So she's like, I don't know, you know. She goes, I want to be a Republican because you know you think it's fiscally responsible. But she goes, but I don't, I don't really feel it. I said, well, Jess, you know. The the Republican Party is really a two issue party, right? She goes, "What?" I go, "Well, it's really two issues. It's the right to bear arms and pro choice, or you know, anti abortion, right? Forced birth, forced birth." And she goes, "Well, okay." So she goes, "Do you really think that if I got pregnant, I couldn't have an abortion here?" I said, "Jessica, there are states that you cannot have an abortion." I said, "So here." They rolled back rights for women from 50 years ago. So our Supreme Court justices, instead of working on things that are important relevant to us right now, they look to overturn Roe v. Wade and they care. Uh, you know, they took rights away from our body. It's just, you know, it's so hard to make that choice to abort a baby. Why would anyone want to control our baby, control our bodies? I said, because it's a two-issue party. I said, and now, you know, we're substitute teaching and you have to learn how to protect the kids from, you know, these second graders know how to run in a corner and hide what to do when a gunman comes in. Right. Because we, we're not saying, OK, let's let's rethink the right to bear arms. We're saying, OK, after the million after time, they bear arms, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? And she's like. I don't really know why <laughs> I think I should be a Republican. Well, and right just, now, right now, in my opinion, unless you're a Q follower, you shouldn't be a Republican. Because if Mr. Trump is undoubtedly the leader of that party right now, he's he's everyone's, you know, that's who everyone's pledging their allegiance to. And, you know, he had a rally this weekend where everyone was he was wearing a a a, a uh, pin that was Q on it, and then they played music that was very familiar. It was a Q type, a, a song that they all responded to, and they all knew what to do when that song played. And that sounds so Hitlerish. And they raised their arms with their like this like finger. What? That's yeah, Hitlerish, right? Yeah, one finger up. They all raised. It's it was scary, and this is like what they you know. And then he it was it was for J D Vance. And he said, oh, J.D. didn't want my help, but now he does. Hey, he's kissing my ass for it. I mean, he's like he's like making um, uh, he's making fun of the person who is. You know, who he's there to promote. So but he doesn't really care about anyone but himself. No, that's that's obvious. I I just tell you once one funny story, but many years, like five or six years ago, you know, when it first started with Trump. I went into a, I was at Walmart 
And I found a book. I just happened to look down. There was a book about, it was a Christian book. And it talked about Trump being the a man from God sent Trump. Oh God, he sent <laughs> to, him to the wrong planet. He, he sent him because, you know, the, the, the end times and the people who believe that this is the end times and the revelation is going to come and then they're all going to rise up and all of us who don't believe what they believe are going to be, you know, in some sort of purgatory or whatever forever. They really, they really strongly believe this. It's very evangelical. Okay. But they, they believe that he was prophesized in the Bible and the good man, because sometimes God sends bad people to do his work, but then good people too. So Mike Pence was the good Christian Mm -hmm. to help him. And I, you know, I told so many people about that book. It really horrified me because when you mix religion with, with, with what he's mixing it with, you know, they're fighting for, for their religious rights. That's what they think they're fighting for. They think he's the son of God. So yesterday I'm watching TV and one of the news reporters said, you know, that I found a book out and they claimed that, and it was about Trump being a man of God, you know, and that's what he said about the evangelical. When you start mixing that, they're fighting like it's a crusades again. They're fighting for religious rights. And, you know, they, they, it's irrational. You can't even make, you can't even talk to them because they're not rational. And the fu- the scary thing is that they're, they're so, they so believe this, that it, it's going to make it very difficult for anything to go on in a, in a better way, unless it's really squashed really fast because those Q people, I mean, I don't think most Republicans, to be honest with you, believe it, but too many are afraid. To really well, that's up. true. Like because Liz Cheney, God bless her. Because you know what? When it's two issues, and you know, you see what what this um, whistle call to the country. Because you know they're anti Semites, and we're Jewish. And my right. God, on January sixth, which I was talking to Jess about, to see someone wearing a Camp Auschwitz shirt. Um, it just made my heart stop. Right. And how about the one that said six million isn't enough? In other words, six million Jews killed in the Holocaust wasn't enough. Let's get and, rid of the rest of them. And, you know, there are people that think it was okay that they stormed the Capitol. And they're like, well, how many people really got hurt? About who? Oh. I said, first of all, I thought I was watching a, a scene out of a movie. I couldn't even believe it was real. Yeah. Put that next to the Queen's funeral, right? And then, and then could you imagine the sheer terror of the people facing this this crowd? Crowd. And and then they running through the halls of Congress and they were what 24 feet from Mike Pence screaming, hang Mike Pence. Right. And trying to hunt down Nancy Pelosi and the people on the on the floor running. And oh, the one who was like giving them, yes, do it. And then ran away like a little girl. I forget who that was. Um, One of the Republicans supporting it and then ran away from the mob. But it's really frightening that someone can have this power. And, you know, when we talk about who should be president of the country, it's someone actually who should have a heart because their role is really to simmer the country down, take the temperature down. Now we could talk about all the things that Trump did, but 
one of the things that he did at the end was he sat there for six hours and did nothing. And Ivanka was begging him to say something. People were begging him to say. Even Don Jr. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, even even Donnie boy, right? And he was taking sheer delight. And that this is a very dangerous person. Now, the other thing that's really important to know. So, you know, when when Hitler started, it wasn't like it was the Holocaust in the first day. Right. People knew that this man was, you know, there was something wrong. And our family came from Russia. Well, actually, it really was the Ukraine where where right. father lived at. And he left early, you know, and came to Ellis Island and had to prove he had a skill and came into this country. And, uh, you know, it, it was years before the Holocaust. But they knew it was brewing. Yeah. And, and then people say, oh, but there's so many immigrants they have to come the right way. Well, when you're fleeing countries, there's no right way and there's no time because there was a, there's many stories. There was a ship of orphans, and the United States would not bring the orphans here. So we were not so nice. We were not welcoming until we figured it out, because that ship of orphans had to go back, and actually England took them. Because I actually know a woman who was one of those children. Wow. I mean, there and are her so twin brother about. died. Ugh. So I mean, it's this terrible stories, but you but know, we didn't we didn't, adju- we didn't say, oh, welcome, open our arms, and it was like there wasn't a chance to to flee. So no. when they started bringing the migrant buses here, what did we say? No, I mean, I think that if it was done right, it's a great solution because, I mean, personally, I feel the federal government should be in charge of it, but I really do think that. Throughout all the states, there should be. We, we always said that. We always always talked about that. I don't know why the rest of them don't don't grasp that. They they need like people like Ron DeSantis doing you know stunts, go flying on taxpayer money, airplanes flying to pick them up in Texas to bring them to Martha's Vineyard. But I, you know what? I think it was good. You know why? Because. When and and they brought them to New York City with twenty minutes notice. Now there's a new mayor, Eric Eric Adams, and I'm not really sure what I think about him yet. Yeah. Actually, we'll have to look at his cards at some point. But you know, he said he had twenty minutes notice. But guess what? They're coming out and they're taking care of every single person. And it's not going a hundred percent. But was really interesting. He said because they really can't figure out what to do with all these people. Maybe bringing in the ships. And the cruise ship, like ships to to house people while they figure it out. And then it reminded me of the pandemic when Trump made a big deal of sending the USS Comfort ship. Mm-hmm. But like it was a big fanfare that USS Comfort, although during the pandemic, nobody could put anybody in a ship. It was meaningless. Right. But right. it was a big show of USS Comfort with no comfort. Right. It, it was empty. It was like. All the and they were prepared for triage of war, not for COVID patients. And if you put COVID patients in there, they would all certainly die. But you know, we're being creative on how we're going to take care of the immigrants. 
Yeah, I mean, I wish they would come up with a solution because I I believe they they deserve it. And, I, and the poor dreamers and stuff who are, who've been here and have been working here, and I mean, this is their country. And you know, the, Donald Trump comes in and wants to reverse everything that has been you know worked on for years and years and years. But you know, he owes it to the Federalist Society. He that's how he picks his judges. He doesn't know any judges, you know. I mean, well, he, he chose story. judges that actually lied about not overturning Roe v. Wade. And, right. and, and it's, you know, they lied to the American people. Now, my hope and prayer is that we see Ginny Thomas tied to Clarence Thomas, and he's told to either retire or <laughs> retire or leave in disgrace. Now, I. Listen, in 1994, when he was first coming uh, for to be a Supreme Court justice, the Anita Hill trial, when she came forward with information because of who he is, I remember watching that. And, you know, that was a big setback for women that we've never talked about because that made men feel empowered to really sexually harass women in the workplace with inappropriate language. Right. Right, exactly. And, And, you know, realize the, you know, why is this a war against women? And I I don't know why men think that they should control our bodies. It doesn't make any sense. Well, some, but maybe it's those Trumpers that think that nobody wants to really have any sex with them. So maybe they think that they should be able to rape and procreate. Because that's the only way. I can't figure it out. Well, it's the Tennessee, only way. I live in Tennessee. There's no abortions now. Right. And my my doctor, who I saw, they're meet, they're having meetings because they honestly don't know what to do. If a pregnant girl has to have an abortion because, like, the baby isn't healthy or something's wrong, they don't want to go to jail. Right, and, and yet, they they are really truly worried about that. Well, well, of course, because you know, and of course, the Republicans, the last thing they want to take care of is these these children that would go on Medicaid, and and more services. So, it really, excuse me, I am pro life. That means you must have the baby. But once the baby's born, I won't help you feed it. I won't help you clothe it. Sorry, you might be eleven. How about the judge who said to some? It was a like. <laughs> denied a 12-year-old a, an abortion and said she was too young to make the decision. So she had to have the baby? Well, I mean, well what, but, kind of, what is that? But but here here's the thing. You know, if it's a two-issue party, but the midterms are really important. And you know what? There's two issues that we all care about as a country that there shouldn't be anyone who should be able to walk into any place and shoot people, <laughs> kids or people. And we should be able to have the right to have an abortion or to take care of our bodies because it's a personal matter. That's right. No one goes at nine months and says, I just changed my mind. Yeah. No, yeah just, take, let me kill this baby. I mean, no one does that. And you know what? The stu- the men who are ignorant and who, who they believe, they believe in, in the right to life and all that. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, there are some, J.D. Vance actually said, if a woman is in a bad marriage, she has to stay there. Yeah, she well. shouldn't get, I mean, there are terrible people running for office right now. And people have to, 
you know, a lot of people don't follow politics. Like you have to realize I, I talk to young people every day and I'll be like, so what do you think about no Roe v. Wade being overturned? And they look at me like cross-eyed, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you can't get have an abortion. Really? Now I just saw a report that they want to, um, there was a GOP, like a, a tape came out of two men talking about how to get rid of plan B, the pill, the morning after pill. Right. Of course. He's like, how do you get rid of that? We have to figure out how to get you rid know, of that. They, you know what, though? Some of these married men that get a little bit too in trouble and they, they go and hand the, the plan B pill, because I've, I've known about that also. I bet you they fight to keep plan B pill. Like, I, some, it's, those, it, it's those holy, these people who think yeah. that they're doing it for a religious reason. I don't even know why they're doing it. it it's all bullshit. It, it's nonsense. I mean, I I feel like I don't understand our country anymore. At least half of it. Well, and, it's and not even half of it because because Biden won by many millions of people, you know, and and Hillary beat Trump by millions of people. It's that electoral college that really is is killing, you know, prevented her from being the first female president. Well, I really think that. Um, we have to really be diligent in the midterms with election because, you know, Congress turns over every two years. So it's almost hard for them to get anything done if if it swings different ways. And that's why it's a really important time to make sure who is elected, that we have good Democrats and we have good people in office. And we're going to be looking at a lot of candidates. I mean, in Georgia, you have you have um, Warnick against Herschel Walker, who doesn't seem to know what day it is. It's unbelievable. I I, and, I mean, I can't even. And Warnock is such a, a well-spoken, yeah, religious man. I mean, you know, you don't have to be. If you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you have to impose your views on everyone. No, and you can evolve. You can evolve too. Absolutely. I mean, this is just unbelievable. But I do want to say the one thing that that really made me laugh when we were talking about about um, the book for about the Mr. Trump being the man of God, th- that, you know, we, you and I have known about. Oh, my God. Donnie Trump as a little boy. Really knew Donnie Trump from when he was very young. And so we know. Well, about let me just let me clarify that our grandfathers, because our, they, our grandfather was a builder as well. Right. And they built. And they've been Jewish. And and Fred Trump, anti-Semite, he did not like our grandfather. Right. But they built together. Donnie Trump running around on, he was younger than our father. And he said he was like a psychopath. Right. So we always knew it. So when I read that book about being him being a man of God, all I could think of is like, no, Jerry Kay and Donna Kay from East Meadow do not know a man who was prophesied in the Bible, I, that just—it's it, ridiculous. It is hard to believe. You know, it's like, come on. You know, if I, yes, he was in the Bible. He was prophesied in the in the Bible. I don't believe it. Never will believe it. And I hope that no, this is this is a bad eyes. chapter. This is just a very bad chapter. And I think, I think it—you know—it's so outrageous. He made it like a reality TV show. He didn't realize it was re- like a real country. <laughs> you know, he he loves the drama. He loves, you know, he thinks he's getting TV. He was like, 
Look at January 6th. I had the greatest TV ratings ever. Why should no, I stop I'm sorry. the greatest the, TV the ratings? The, the Queen's funeral beat him. Sorry. Well, that's true. And you know what? We're going to look at those numbers because, you know, when he first became president, the first thing he did was look around and go, well, my crowd was bigger than your crowd. It was, guy- that was the funniest. I mean, this man didn't deserve to be president. He, he didn't even deserve. There were all those Republicans up on stage and but any he of them, any of them would have done a better job. You know what, though? He named caught like, I'm sorry, Marco, Mark Rubio, but every time I see him, little speak, Marco. I think, oh, little Marco. Like he gave, he was such a bully in, in he the. Was, he was a bully. He gave And he gave every names. nicknames. And, you, and I still think of Mark Rubio as little Marco. I, and, you know, the, one of the things that Hitler used to do, if you read about him, is there, there's a thing about re- repeating things a certain way. So you'd go, he would say, you know, I think we need to look to lock her up. Right, but three times. Right. You know, lock her up. Lock right. her up. You know, three times. Right. If you ever listen to him, he does things three times. Right. There's a three-time rule. Yep. And 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 that builds the crowd to start yelling, lock her up. Meanwhile, they don't want to lock him up for all the stuff he's done. I mean, you know, I, but I'm you know just, what? Hillary Hillary made some big missteps by not understanding the change in technology. And understanding how the they blamed her for those stupid emails. I mean, come on. Well, like you know what? She had an AOL account, and you know, I like, do too. Oh. I do too. I, I call it my. I, I say Jerry Isaacs at oldlady.com. <laughs> oh God, AOL should be oldlady.com. <laughs> That's what I call. It. That's what I call it. I, mean, I have to tell you, I saw Liz Cheney on TV saying she heard. I guess when they were doing the vote. Um, on January 6th, she heard one guy, one Republican walk up and go, God, what we have to do for that orange Jesus. <laughs> for the orange Jesus. That, it, you know, that it, just shows it, you what they really think. Well, you know, and I, I just tried to, when I was talking to my daughter, it's like to say, put yourself in that shoe. Like here you give yourself to government. You're you're in this, in this, this congress and and you know what for the congressmen and women that are there you know if it's a two-year period you're either there for life and you're really doing your job or if you just get there and you're not sure where you're going to be you're really networking for the next position to leverage into advocacy or whatever you're looking to build your relationships because if it's a two-year deal, how can you live with, oh, my God, what am I going to do in two but years? But you have to realize that many of the people in Congress, in the House, have been there for many years. Like, you know, people vote the same people in because they know their names and if they, well, like, they live and they're well-loved and all that. You know, it's the it's the gerrymandering, which we haven't really talked about, which divides, the, you know, all the different areas differently every time there's like the census and different things, once you start gerrymandering, then it allows new people to sort of come in and sort of push out some of the people that are well-liked, you know, and. But I I have to remind you of one story. So there was a um, assemblyman that you're a Senator for New Jersey, New Jersey. And uh, his name was always familiar to me. 
And, you know, I, I always voted for whatever, Cardinale, whoever it was. And during the pandemic, I actually saw they were having a public meeting that I could join in Zoom. And I got to see him. He was like 100 years old. He didn't know how to use Zoom. He couldn't, like, there was another man doing everything for him. And he said, and that going, why he do I vote for him? <laughs> and then he said, well, he knew that the train systems were, were better because he visited one train station in Park Ridge near me. And he said, the, the person said they were very happy with the train. Meanwhile, it's a shit show. But I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, well, anyway, he's not in office anymore. He's may he rest in peace. But that's the familiar name, and I've done that myself. And I think and that, but but that's better. why, but that's why there's continuity. Do better, but that's why there's continuity. We just have to make right now. I think there are like a hundred and over a hundred election deniers, people who believe in the big lie, right now are on the ballots. So if they're elected in, if they get in, you know they they will have a big voice in the presidential election. They won't have a big voice yet because they won't be in Congress yet. But come the next election for the president, you know, they can just, you know, they'll make sure that, you know, that it's done right this time because he he was setting the pattern. Well, you know, it's funny. So we all know Dr. Oz. <laughs> and Dr. Oz is now running in, in Pennsylvania. Wait, wait, let me have some crudite. <laughs> But you know what's funny? He's from Jersey. I know he is. And let me tell you something. The guys in Jersey are calling him out. You're Jersey. Because, you know, he moved to Pennsylvania. He's probably paying less taxes. But, you know, he's going to get some Jersey kickback on trying to run in Pennsylvania. I just love He's not paying his taxes in Jersey anymore. I know. I love Fetterman, who he's running against, who held up a vegetable tray and went, if you if this is a veggie tray, if you call it crudite, then you're probably not my you're not one my constituent. Well, you know what was sad. I like Dr. Oz in the beginning. He would in the early days he would come out. He would say something. You kind of believe it, and then he came out, and then it was this, it was that, and then you realized at some point he just sold out. Right, and like he, he just, just you you watched it from the early days to to really believing him to now he's just a sellout. Right. You know, and he's, I don't know, there should be some sort of like criteria to get into government. Like, he's, he's, oh, I do think so. It should be a popularity. Be a, right. No, yeah. You should be able to take it, have to take a test to see if you know what anything about the government. And, you know, when you want to take this, the test to be a United States citizen, because my brother in law had to take it to become a citizen. Mm-hmm. I remember when, and he was so happy when he passed the test. You have he probably knows more about her government. Right. He had to study. And then they I think they only asked 10 questions, but you don't know what 10 questions they're gonna ask. And he studied so hard and like they asked him 10 questions, and maybe it was 10, and he got them all right. And they were like, Okay, you're and he was like, Wait, you gotta ask me more questions. <laughs> I studied for so I studied for so long. You all they could do, it's all that's all it is. And it's like, so but you passed. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm thinking of maybe I should send. Um, I like Ari Melba. Um, I'm thinking maybe I should send him an email and say, you know, here's a good idea. If you're going to run the idea. Senate or Congress, you must take. Besides, beyond getting names to get your name on a ballot, you should be have to take a test to see if you know how government works. Well, you know, it's really funny because 
Donald Trump probably would have failed because I don't think he understands what the Constitution is. Exactly. So, you know, there should be a bar. He's like, we, my people. (laughs) But there is there is a bar. And I think everyone in government should have everyone who's representing the people of this country should actually be able to pass the test. I I really think so, because. You know, there are people who who are trying to do things that aren't right, you know, and and I do really believe that there should be should be a bar. And well, there you go. We, way we can up with something new. But I'm going to I'm going to send them make a letter to, to to Ari. Good idea. But um, in any event. And then I want also Ellis Island West so we can start really training people how to work in this. Country. There are, you know, there's so many jobs. There are a lot of jobs that Americans well, don't want. Well, that's true. But, you know, we need to build the infrastructure of this country. Yes, but we need workers to do that. Well, and you know what? We need welders. We need pavement. Yes. We need co- concrete. We but, need- you know, a lot of kids who grew up in a certain way aren't going to take those jobs. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So yes. why not have have immigrants come in and, and work? They want to make money. They want a better life. But- I mean, we're a country of immigrants. Listen, just like our grandfathers, you know, our, our grandpa Sigmund, he came in. Well, I don't know where, exactly when, but he was building bridges. He had that skill set. I didn't, I didn't even really know that. You didn't know that? Not really. Oh, well, you're going to find out a lot this weekend when you come in. <laughs> All right. Jerry's well, uh, visiting New York City. <laughs> yes, coming to New York. All righty. So I think we're going to wrap this uh this episode and i will we'll be back next time donna bernard thank you for listening jerry isaacs peace out <laughs>